The world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Hello, everyone. Today, I have Carrie Sosha back on the podcast. Uh, It's been a year since I had her on last, and if you'd like to listen to the episode we recorded a year ago, it's episode 13, Interview with Carrie Sosha. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about my own personal journey as well. And if you'd like to hear more about that, I highly recommend listening to my episode with Akashic Beck on her podcast called Soul Prince. And that is season two, episode five. It's called Seeking Truth with Wendy Wright. I feel like this conversation is kind of like if you overheard some people talking at a coffee shop next to you. (laughs) And I hope that it's a conversation that you would feel like eavesdropping on. (laughs) Um, It's funny because it's pretty personal, but we we also don't get super specific about what we've been through. We just kind of talk about the general lessons that we've learned. And so I hope that this will be um, interesting for you to listen to and relate to. So here we go. Okay, so today I have my dear, dear, dear friend, Carrie Sosha here. And we recently realized that it's been a year since we became friends and connected and since she was on the podcast and shared a part of her awakening journey. And we just recently were reflecting on this past year because for both of us, it's been a massive year of transformation, as I'm sure it has been for a lot of people. And there's just so much to reflect on and so much, there's so many connections that we made And it's just really interesting to kind of retrace some of it. But also, I pulled some cards before we got together today. And the first card, which I already saw before it came out, was going forward. And it was, it's this like, it almost looks like a yellow brick road. It's just like a really well-worn path through like some grassy meadow And there's a sun off in the distance. And to me, the message that I got from this was that the past, the, 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 (laughs) I'm getting all my tenses mixed up. The future doesn't have to look like the past. And I think that was just such a potent message for both of us. And then of course, as I start to tear up, I also pulled the cracked open card. And it says rock bottom surrender to the alchemy of life. And it feels like this is what I've been through and have helped you go through. And I mean, not that I haven't been through it again. I mean, there's always these little moments, right? Where things come up in life. And sometimes when it's really big things, we have no other choice but to surrender. And that's, that's what that moment is teaching us really is like okay it's time to look at you you know it's time to really 
come home because that's that's the only place you can go right now like that's literally all you can do and um I love that card so much I love both of those me too and then this one was interesting the fountain of youth and there's like um a mother and a father and a baby and it says age does not exist when you are timeless and actually it's just dawning on me right now there's this, there's a lot of different meanings to this card. I mean, first, what I saw was the coming together of the feminine and masculine energies, and then the divine child coming from, from that, which is sort of like what we go through in our own inner transformation. But also another thing that just dawned on me is I've kind of see this thread of like my mom passing on a torch to me me passing on a torch to you, us just passing the torch around in a mm. way. Um, just What's like the bottom say on that card again, when it you- says age does not exist when you are timeless. And this card is actually from the, the book. It's about, um, not worrying about your outer appearance or your aging and just really embracing your wisdom. So, um, it's interesting. Cause I, that part of it doesn't resonate with me a ton. What about you? Are you feeling I thought, that? I saw it as Christ consciousness. Like I me saw too. the baby as Jesus. And then I saw like yeah. Mary, Joseph. Cause he's and, got a golden blanket around him too. Yeah. Like I, I have goosebumps, but I also like picked up on some Pleiadian vibes, like just looking at it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like support, mm-hmm. like as in we are the babies. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's like, I get, you know, those visions, but I yes. think I've been like, I feel like connecting to that galactic Palladian energy, which can also be very like, Ooh, I don't know if I can go there, you know, or like I get a little, I have fear show up when, as soon as I saw that card, I was like, Oh, I feel like that's them supporting us as we're the baby, yes. you know, and like being ushered into this whole new space like I don't like I mean, a rebirth right oh my gosh that yes that word was last night I just kept hearing like rebirth re- the rebirth yeah and so yeah. I have one more <laughs> okay good I'm like I pulled cards too I love it, I love it. <laughs> so okay, this one is homeward oh. traveler and there's a river through a valley with it looks like fireflies but to me it looks like souls like these little globes of light floating down the river and in the distance you can see a mountaintop yeah and um it's interesting because it's just to me it reflects how we're all just kind of showing each other our way home as we float along this river of life and I think that that's something you and I have helped each other with you know? Yeah. I see each of each of us as guiding lights. Like we kind of take turns who's going to be in, in front, you know, and then we can keep kind of rotating. And it's like when you're running, you know, like in cross country, the person in the back would run to the front. Right. And then we take turns like running to the front or when you're doing like biking and someone's um, drafting right like you draft for a while and sometimes you just need to like rest and support while the person in the front is like leading 
Mm-hmm. I, know, I see that one. That one's, I love that card. Wow. Me too. And it, doesn't it say reunion oh, too on the says, bottom? I forgot to mention below, it says completion, reunion, return. And then after that, I hear rebirth. Rebirth. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah, we'll have to get more into the resurrection rebirth conversation. Yeah. That's a big one that I feel like we're all going through right now, you know? Yeah. So maybe we should tell people a little bit how cool it is, how we connected. I think so. Yeah, I was, yeah, I would love to. Um, so I remember, I think I, I don't even remember exactly how I found you. I think somehow I found you through our friend, our mutual friend, Stevie of Farmhouse Moon Astrology. And I went to your profile on Instagram and I saw a video of you talking and I was just like oh my god I love her energy she feels so familiar to me and I had already had the thought in my mind I think this was uh, I've been doing the podcast for a few months but I was like always looking for podcast guests and stuff and I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her to be on my podcast but I didn't want to come on too strong like without knowing you or anything (laughs) I don't want to be like a creeper so I was like whatever like we'll friend each other let's just I'll let it happen organically and then probably like the next day I put a picture of an apple pie I made one for me and one for my neighbor in my stories and you messaged me and you were like um, can I be your neighbor? And I was like, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was like another serendipitous moment, right? Like how many synchronicities have we had since we met? Like so many, but I'm laughing because I found, I reached out to this woman on Instagram by someone like Tommy John's sharing someone's story and I clicked on the, the story that he shared and went to Mandy. And then Mandy told me about Stevie. And I told my friend about Stevie. She sent me your podcast interview with Stevie. And I heard your voice. And I said, I know her. Like, I have to know her. Oh. And so I listened to the whole podcast. It was your podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and so I listened to it. And then I went to your light always wins like Instagram page and I think that's where I saw I went and checked out your story and you had apple pies and I said I want to be her neighbor (laughs) I want to be the neighbor that she brings the pie to like I just instantly knew like it was like I heard same thing I heard your voice and I was I have like such goosebumps you'll know that I get frozen goosebumps but I was like, I know her. And then it was just instant. It was like this instant sisterly like connection. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I know her. I'm just going to just tell her I want to be her neighbor. And then we, <laughs> we went off from there. And I think we scheduled that same day that we talked on. Yeah. Instagram. I was like, funny you say this. Cause I was worried. You're like already saying you want to be my neighbor. And I was worried about asking you to be on my podcast. So you gave me the green light. <laughs> by the end of the day we had a podcast scheduled like I think we had yeah. the day out and everything and I'm laughing because our episode was number 13 and today's October 13th <gasps> whoa and I'm thinking of like 13 moons mystery school like the number 13 13 is yeah. significant for me too because um 
Matt and I got married on Friday the 13th, and -hmm. then we just had our 13th anniversary in Mexico, where uh, 13 is very prominent because there's 13 uh, moon cycles in a year. Yeah. There's that like lunar priestess connection as well. There we go. I know I just brought up the 13 moons mystery school. I've been trying to find that like to fit because that's another thing we can go into in a minute, but um, so yeah, that's, that's how Wendy and I connected really, I was like, but look at all like the webs that I, all the things that took, I just started following what happened that was last year, right? 2021. Yeah. I remember allowing myself permission to just reach out to, when I felt like a compulsion and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to follow that. I need to like, listen to that. I need to do this. And like, it led me to like, kind of that card you just showed me like all of those souls coming together and like we all created the soul family you know like it just felt so supportive and you know during a pretty like lonely odd time yes with with the things that were going down so anyways yeah that was that was the path that led me to you (laughs) apple pies and then we didn't we decide the day to make this friend anniversary podcast you were making apple pie making apple pie again so full circle yeah yep Yep. and it's what's cool is just how everything is like a cycle and it's really interesting when your life becomes this cycle where each year is you you can witness some growth you know like yeah (laughs) I feel like um for most of my life, I mean, I've always been growing, but not maybe not observing it or being conscious of it. And once you're really working on it and then like observing it and you look back, it's like, wow. Um, and it's just a really cool feeling. Like that's just, we both just kind of went through this, um, another transformation that I feel like brought up was kind of the catalyst for this conversation too, Mm -hmm. where like, for me, the way I experienced it, I just, I felt like I'd finally accessed me. Like, I felt like I, I finally dissolved so many shadows and it's not to say that I'm finished, but it was to a point where I was like, wow, I, I now see my connection with everyone and everything and I now see why everything in my life has happened the way it has and I've had those moments before where I had this realization like oh everything that just happened like was karmic and it had to happen for these reasons but it was sort of like a fleeting moment whereas now Mm -hmm. it feels more integrated where um again it feels like a rebirth like I I feel like I just closed the cover of a book and I'm not even starting a new chapter. I'm starting a new book. And, um, I know, I don't know if you feel the same way. That's just how I experienced this transformation that we just went through though. Mm -hmm. And to go through that together in, in similar ways, um, just made me feel even more connected. And, um, I was just kind of reflecting this morning on like some of the, uh, similarities in our charts and 
anyway, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. The connection runs really deep, but Mm -hmm. this, this little thing, like, you know, what portal I'm talking about, right. Where we were just like experiencing ourselves as the universe and everything just became like synchronicity, as I like to say, (laughs) Yep. how, what, what was that experience like for you and how do you feel now? What time period are we going back to? Like the most like earlier in September. Yeah. Of this past of last month. Right. Yeah. 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 I feel like I have to go back a bit. Um, do you want me to like share a little bit as to like my, um, I mean, I think, I think Wendy and I, like one, I'm so grateful that you brought up like the celebration piece, like how important it is to celebrate and the progress, because I feel like so much, like so often we can want to move to the next thing. So I love that you said you closed the book and you're not like, well, maybe not even rushing to start the next chapter or book, but it's, it's going to happen. Like there's this like just divine trust, I think, and surrender and acceptance. And there's so many pockets of, I don't know, all, I just like see this big ball of like, I guess it boils down to like everything coming together as love. But for me, um, I, I thought like Wendy and I, in our last podcast, I kind of like was thinking back about my initiations, if you will, right? Or like my awakenings, because Wendy is so amazing about letting people share their story. And I feel like I had my first kind of awakening as a mother, right? Like both birthing both of my children, speaking of rebirth, very different, but really kind of cracked me open as to like, okay, seeing them as a reflection of me, but also showing me kind of maybe where I need to grow like they were definitely my teachers and then my second initiation was when I got like a a, my Reiki attunements Mm -hmm. in 2019 and that opened me up to more spirit I would say more the divine and really starting to connect deeply with I guess the other side if you will like I feel like as a child or you know as I was always really tapped in, but I never really talked about it with anyone or shared anything. And so being able to start doing Reiki and see things. And I was like, wow, like I had that wonder of a child and I was just like, what's happening? Like, this is so amazing. And what am I seeing? And, you know, really connecting with spirit. And then I had this wild initiation that, that started, um, I guess in February um, is when it was uh, initiation between my husband and I, and it really is an initiation of myself, like truly of, you know, learning to love myself, learning to have compassion for myself, learning how to be in my heart space. Um, Gosh, it's like so emotional because so much happened from February until now. So basically what happened or what I went through was fear of abandonment. Like literally my core wound um, came in and it was like, okay, Carrie, you know, we want, we're, we're initiating you. I mean, talk about, I thought I was like, you know, had 
all this awakening and was, you know, had gone through stuff. And this was like a whole new level of just, I guess that rock bar you, you brought up one of the cards was like rock cracked open. It was the cracked open. So that's what happened was I was literally cracked open and, um, it was, you know, my husband and I went through some stuff, Jeff and I, and hopefully he'll be on here too. Cause it's just been such a beautiful journey. I mean, it was, it's literally been the hardest thing I've ever been through because my core wound came up this, this fear of abandonment because him and I were going through some relationship stuff that challenged our marriage and what came out of it. I'm like going to cry, which is amazing is we became stronger. We kind of call it like Carrie and Jeff 2.0, but it was, (laughs) thank God, like another thing, Wendy did, I have so much to say, but another thing that Wendy connected me with this woman, Deborah, um, who is Lemire Soulcraft. Is that how I would say her, her account or her, her Instagram? Yeah. And so I will say this to, to kind of go back some other things I learned was like literally how to ask for support. I was like this woman that was like, oh, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to ask for help. I was such a giver, but I was such afraid. I'm like goosebumps again. I was so afraid to ask for support and help and to receive, like to receive support, receive love. And something that the six months are actually, it's, it's, you know, it's still a process. I guess we're, we're about eight months in is one, how supported we are, how much love is available to us. If we are open to it, like it's that card cracked open is exactly it's, it's everything, right? Like I literally, my, there were days where I thought, oh my gosh, my heart is going to break in two. Like it was like heartbreak. Um, I guess like it truly was the path of the heart, like learning about how to be with my heart, learning how to communicate with my heart, learning how to talk to other people from my heart Um, because, and so much about communication. I mean, I wanted to run. I wanted to hide during all of this and it forced me to spend hours on hours. I mean, talk about therapy or, you know, I think what we did in eight months was, was what would maybe take, you know, five plus years of work. Um, if you were going like into hourly therapy, but we just held space, Jeff and I together. Um, and it was, it was uncomfortable. Like it's another place of just really facing the discomfort, even though, there were so many days where I'm like, I just want this to go away. I just want to be done. I don't want to deal with this. I'm leaving or, you know, like our relationship isn't going to make it. And we just kept showing up for each other and for ourselves. But with support, I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not leaned into the support and love of, and of course it was all serendipitous because all these women that I was now talking to were all the women that I had cultivated relationships with, you know, kind of September of last year. It was like September, October, November for these solid months. I was developing these new relationships that were different than relationships before. We were more vulnerable. We were going deeper. We were really like 
allowing each other to be seen. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to that sisterhood wound. I know I'm still, you know, working through, but it showed me, I mean, so much, so much about just the human condition and like being human and being souls, you know, and like, yeah, I could go on and on and on, but, um, yeah. What did you, I love it. I just loved everything that was just flowing out. I started to laugh a little bit when you got to the rock bottom part, because Mm -hmm. I had this memory where you were like, (laughs) you said something like, fuck this spiritual shit. Like, (laughs) you were like, so disillusioned. You were like, gosh, you guys, I was like, Jeff was like, why aren't you doing cards anymore? Why aren't you looking at astrology? Why are you talking about human design? I'm like, because it's all true. (laughs) Because, because I can't look at it anymore. Like it's, I'm living it, you know? And so, and that's goes back to like, I had, I literally had to be so present and like, I wasn't reading anything. I wasn't, well, that's not true. I was reading stuff, but then I'd have to be like, okay, Carrie, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Like I had to come, I had to do a lot of, it was all internal. Like I couldn't, yes, I had, I mean, Wendy, my gosh, we could have, I can't even, I don't even know how many miles I walked talking, talking to you on the phone, but, um, I had to go within like everything would just kept pointing to, you have to go within Mm -hmm. and I would listen, you know, I think I'll never forget like being in my closet one night early on, this was probably in March. And I was like, what, how am I going to get through this night? Like I had so much emotion and I, so much grief of like, is my partnership, you know, my partnership might not make it. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I heard, put your running shoes on, put your sneakers on. And it was like, I remember it was a Leo full moon mm. and it was snowing and everything like sparkled. And I felt like I, I put my running shoes on. It might've been midnight, one in the morning. I don't know. It was late. And I put them on and I just went for a run and I just, it was just another way of remembering, like we're so held. Mm-hmm. And like just seeing the stars and the snow and I put, they were like, put, I had sad music on and they're like, put, put happy, like put music on you love, like stop crying, put some good music on, you know? And so I was like, oh my God, it's such a great idea. I just remember this out loud. I'd be like, that's such a great idea. You know, yeah. Yeah. I had my speakers on, I put good music on. I just kept being like, thank you. That's such a great idea, you know? And um. And so, yeah, it was, yeah. That really speaks to just the whole process of going through something really hard where you go through these bouts where you're like cracked open Mm -hmm. and then, and then you, at some point you have to pull yourself up Mm -hmm. and then you put it on the back burner. I mean, this is how I dealt with like grief and losing my mom was, was so overwhelming and I'm here, like, I'm a Taurus moon. Um, well, I'll go ahead and touch on our, like, conjunction in our charts. Because my North Node and Carrie's Chiron are a woman at an open grave. And um, it's about letting go of grief and letting go of the past. And to do that, we have to feel, too. And so... My Taurus moon, interestingly, is about being positive and having hope. 
which I, I had that confused for a little bit off the top of my head. I was all, I would always think my moon, yeah. the widow at the open grave, but it's not. Wait, it's which one Taurus. is your, which, which point is your widow at the open grave? Your Taurus. My, my North node. Your North node. Yes. So Wait, that maybe. is what I'm here to do is to let, to learn, to let go, to learn, to let go of grief and move forward. And I was given the, one of the biggest challenges to do that, right? Like, you know, just how tragically I lost my mom. And so um, I think it's fascinating that that's my North node and that's your Chiron and your Chiron is to heal that and then uh, help others heal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, so goosebumped. Okay. If there's this like, um, exchange between us where Mm. you allow me to hold space for you through what you were going through. And you have a very, very, there's a lot of similarities in Carrie's chart to my mom's chart. So Mm. what that did for me and there's, a, there's other connections I was seeing between your charts. What I saw was that it was like where my mom left off, you picked up mm-hmm. I and saw I, that. I picked up too. And so it was like this message my mom left with me through her death needed to be carried on by me and then gave me this opportunity to learn how to let go and move forward and it doesn't mean it's not still painful no right (laughs) and that's okay but um I'm just I'm just so honored that I've had this life experience to grow so much and it's wild when you're like grateful for the worst shit. <laughs> I know, I know you guys. So, I mean, I really think that Wendy's mom is an angel that has brought us together. Like I'm, my head is like entirely frozen her. So Wendy showed me um, a picture of her mom and dad and I saw it and I was like, <gasps> Like it caught me off guard. I was like, oh my gosh, that looks like me. And that looks like Jeff. And I, I, and they were actually in Colorado. So I live in Denver and I was like, Wendy, were they at winter park in Colorado? And she's like, yeah, cause they're from Texas. And, um, we actually talked right away the day we did the podcast, we talked about your mom and like the connection, like she was there, she was yeah. with us and, I, I truly feel like she was definitely played a huge part in well, us connecting and the fact that our North node and our Chiron are conjunct at the same degree. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. That's You're like also a- not the first Chiron and Taurus that I have used my experience to help somebody. Oh, wow. wow. So it's really interesting how our, just our different energies can complement each other. Yeah. In ways because Chiron and Taurus, Taurus is like, it has all its things. It has its security and it's so afraid of loss. Yes. 
And so <laughs> that's why that yeah. symbol there, you know, it's like a widow at an open grave. I mean, that is like, there's the lesson for Taurus is, is yeah. how to let go. And yeah. so having to, having gone through my life, like the experience I've been through in my life, I've lost a lot of people, but ex- especially the experience of losing my mom. And of course, like if I have my moon right there next to it, moon is the mother. Mm. Um, it really is what I chose in this life, I guess, to um, use as my, I want to, I keep hearing the word grit, like mm. that. You are grit. <laughs> <laughs> That was grit. That Whitney I is like grit. Yes. Yeah. Well, so this, I was writing about us and I was like, I am the rock. Mm. And Carrie is the warm blanket. Mm. And, and there's so much strength in both of those. Yeah. Because for me, I felt like in our relationship, I felt like I gave you some kind of sense of stability and that you were safe to experience whatever it was that you, you were going through. And for me, you made me feel safe to feel my feelings. Like you gave me the little, like the blanket to make me, to like nurture the inner child and allow me to feel safe. And again, we come back to this mother wound too. Mm. So I think I definitely was, my mom brought us together. And because your energy was so similar to hers, Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no mistake. There's no mistake in our connection. And, and I no. feel like what you have been going through are things that my mom had been through in different ways, but would have liked to do differently. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole full circle where it feels like all three of us are helping each other heal and helping us learn these lessons and like we are it feels like we're helping her on the other side through the way that we're helping each other and the way that we're making our choices in our own lives because I'm connected to her still right and it's like people say you're, you're healing your ancestral trauma and so there was there was just there were there's puzzle pieces that fit together here and it it also brings me to the, um, well, we can get to this later. I don't know. I know you have things to say. (laughs) No, no, keep going. Seriously. I love you just, yeah, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, unless you want me to say anything, but yeah, I mean, I just, I was just going to say this brought me also to this piece about codependency Mm. that I find really interesting because here I am too connecting all of this so much right and there's a balance as well where you you have to remember that it is about you Mm. you know and the hugest lesson I think I learned from my mom's death was to um take care of yourself Mm. you know she ultimately made the greatest sacrifice because she didn't, she didn't choose her. She chose someone else. And through like, um, when you were going through hard times and I was helping you a lot, I started to ignore some of the things in my own relationship. And I realized 
I had a rude awakening and I realized that I had to pull back some and take care of my own stuff. Right. And I, Mm -hmm. it, it was this illuminating moment because I realized sometimes it feels much easier to help other people than to look at our own stuff you know? Yeah. So it, that kind of came full circle between the three of us as well. Well, I can add to that too, because one it's, again, it goes back to that sister wound or like the wound, you know, maybe it's the feminine wound in general of like, you have to give yourself up to me, you know, selfish if you're taking care of yourself and not taking other, you know, taking care of other people. But I can specifically remember when Wendy said, Hey, Carrie, like, you know, I love you. And, and, you know, some things in my life are suffering. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And it changed. It just strengthened um, Wendy and I's relationship. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, thank you so much. And what was crazy. It was, it was a divine intervention for both of us because I remember, you know, Jeff's like, aren't you, aren't your friends available to talk to you? And I was like, they're not, you know, it was like, <laughs> it was like this one point. Oh. It was a, it was a pivot. No, it was a, it's all good. It, it, we can laugh about it, but it was yeah. a pivotal moment where no one was available and I had to go inward and I had to sit with, it's like that surrender of like, oh my gosh, of course, you know, of course no one is available. They have to take care of themselves and I have to take care of me. And so, um, and that's like a whole nother piece of this. I'm looking back, even as mothers, you know, we're like constantly taking care of other people. And this was a period of, of my life where I had to take care of myself. Yeah. and put myself first. And so I think it was a divine intervention of like, you know, us, you being able to speak something that was difficult for you because we really shared. For me. Yeah. And, you know, and like, oh my gosh. Even, yeah. Like, it was even more, it was like, I knew I had trouble setting boundaries, but what's funny is mm-hmm. when I would think of boundaries, I would always think of setting them with other people. Right. But, it, but that was actually setting boundaries with myself. Yeah. And so that's how I expressed it as well, because yeah. I, I'm like, I love talking to you. I love, you know, like I love these conversations and I'm realizing that I can't be so involved. Like I need to pull back a little and have a boundary with myself, you know? So it yeah. wasn't like, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's such a, it's such a mirror, you know, I think yeah. we've talked about the mirror so many times, but it was so, it, to me, that's what friendship is. So I feel like I've had quite a few of these newer friendships now where we can be super honest and say, I love you. And like, I am not able to give right now, yeah. you know? And I even said to Wendy, like, I'm, I always want to make sure that I'm reciprocating. I'm always like, what can I help you with? What can I offer? Cause she was such, like she said, a rock, um, for me. And I know before that, before any of this happened, I remember being more of a warm blanket, like for you before my, you know, initiation, if you will, happened, like we would have these conversations that would op- would crack you open yeah. and allow your emotions to flow. And that felt amazing, of course, you know, for me to be like, oh, I can support you. And then 
was very difficult for me to ask for support. But that just goes to show you can ask for support. And just because someone isn't able to give it in that moment, it doesn't, that's not bad. It's beautiful that we get to communicate that. Like, yeah. I don't know, the communication piece, I, I'd want to, I'd say has been one of the number one, it's like the relationships and the communication piece and staying, <laughs> staying for the hard conversation staying for the relationship, even though it, maybe it hurt for a moment. You're like, Ooh, like that did hurt a little bit. And you're like, and that's okay. You know? So there's just been this like integrity and honesty and being forthcoming and just this new level of trust for self and other that also has come out of this. That has been beautiful. I can't say there was one person during this process that I'm still not talking with and that our relationship has only gotten stronger and there's been some really hard things that have been said and or have happened and I don't I don't know I think that's like so beautiful because maybe that's like shadow work if you like in a different way because before I would have kept everything really surface and light and instead I feel like we all we all went there we said hard things we, you know, we, we stayed with our discomfort yeah. and held space and still, you know, are like, oh my gosh, please. Like, you know, I love that you shared that with me and it's strengthened. It just feels like there's all those threads and the threads just got stronger. Ooh, you know, I like that. Cause yeah, that, was, that was like a growth point for both of us, for me, yeah. because I, had a hard time expressing myself that way. And for you, because you were like, oh, I think I would norm, like I, in the past, I would be upset by this, but I'm not. (laughs) I wasn't, I was like, thank you. Like, (laughs) thank you for, for sharing. And thank you just for yourself too, for honoring yourself. Mm. And then that was a mirror for me to honor myself. And, you know, it's like, it's that mirror again. And I don't know. I've been so great. I mean, I've learned so much. Like I've definitely been humbled. (laughs) So so speaking of pie, I'm like, this has been a little bit of a humble pie experience, but it just um, makes me feel like, I feel like our souls are so old. Like our, our souls are so wise. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, everybody's soul is wise, but it just takes a while for our ego to catch up. It's like, yeah, and, if our ego's and not getting it, it, yeah. it shows and up we in our reality. To, we do have to bring up that you and I, I think it was our little girls who truly connected. And so yeah. if you think of that's who's running the show or that's who's showing up or that's who's wounded, or that's the one that's like, we want to be safe together, right? So as yeah. little girls, we're like, is it safe? You know, is it safe to, to say this? And I think we were able to both hold our, inner child and say, we've got you, you know, and like our highest version of ourself was able to step in and, and be there versus, you know, and be like, we've got you, you know, to our beautiful, I mean, our, our, our little girls, you know, we've done some pretty fun things and laughed super hard. And one of the cards I pulled was um, the sun 
Ooh. And it's, I don't know if you can see, but it's like two dancers. Oh, wow. They look like the light dancer. They're two women dancing together under the sun. And it says joy, enjoyment, life force, success, vitality, play. And so it goes back to and for me, like you can be joyful, playful, and you can be wise. And, you know, it's the integration of both, you know, there is look at the children, like the wisest stuff comes out of their mouths because they haven't been, you know, it's, 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 it's multifaceted. (laughs) What did you say? Jaded. So they haven't been jaded. They haven't been through anything that hard yet. Right. And so they just see all the beauty and wonder in the world. And then at the same time, there's so much they don't know yet. And so it's like, there is that, there's that triple goddess that people Mm -hmm. talk about that we can tap into the child, the maiden and the crone. Mm -hmm. And we have all three of them. It's just how much are we accessing them? Right. And I think a lot of times in our culture, you know, (laughs) I hate to say this. (laughs) I just wanted to say like the feminine has really been, you know, I want to use the word desecrated. Mm. There's, there's like a lot. um, It feels like we've just taken on so much for Mm -hmm. so long of having like being blamed for things, um, not being, say, not being mature enough or not being responsible. You know, like there's just all of these criticisms that I feel like have piled up over mm-hmm. centuries that we're healing now. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that in order to do that, you can't stay in victim mode. You can't stay the victim of the things that have happened. It's, it's a choice. It's a choice to stay in that or to say, I'm going to reclaim my power. And, um, and I think a lot of inner child healing comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Keep going. going. (laughs) You reminded me too, like, in our first conversation, when our little girls got together and I felt like we went to some portal, like mm-hmm. we were euphoric. Right. And, and yeah. I was saying, you said, I think that's our natural state of being. And I told you, I said, I don't, I don't know if I think that's safe. And that's uh-huh. such an interesting observation for me to make uh-huh. because mm-hmm. I feel that I can safely be in that space, but there's a balance to it as well. There's like, I can be euphoric, but I also want to be grounded. So I realized like, okay, maybe the only way for me to like experience that before was to kind of be ungrounded, but I feel like I've come to this place where I can be grounded and be in euphoria. I love that. I think that ties into like uh, the embodiment, right? And like the Taurus North Node in general. Mm. And that's probably something that you're here really to show. I mean, because you are such a, I always told Wendy, I'm like, she's a Capricorn. She's such a grounded, I mean, you have a lot in Capricorn. Yeah. And I'm an earth sign. I'm Virgo. I'm a Virgo, but I tend to live um, 
I don't know where I live. I live in a, sometimes in a fairy realm. <laughs> like, like, I, I can float. I can, okay, here, here's what came through. I can float out of my body pretty easily. Hmm. And so learning how to embody, to come back into my body, like you just said, experiencing euphoria through your body. You don't have to go somewhere. You don't yeah. have to like escape your body. It's safe to experience that in your body, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I love that you made that. I think just we thought we used to have to escape our bodies. I mean, at least that was a belief that I had was like, oh, I have to escape, you know, it goes back to that. Like, it's not safe to be in your body type thing, maybe. Right. But um, I would say that's a lot of the work that I've been doing too, is really learning how to be in my body. Mine was more from like a not running space where I could dissociate and be like, oh, I'm just going to leave my body. I mean, I did that a lot. It was very easy for me to do. I think I've been doing that from a very young age yeah, um, because things weren't safe. So I would just, boop, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I definitely did that that. too. I don't think I experienced the fairy realms as much, but there's so much of my childhood I don't remember because I think I was dissociating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely happens. Yeah. Wendy and I were talking, we were like, we better just hit record because sometimes we talk for like an hour and then we're like, oh shoot, we haven't hit record yet. (laughs) So I was pulling out, I wanted to get my aquamarine Uh stone today before we we, we talked. I'm like, where where did I put it? And I found it in my backpack, backpack. Um, And I pulled it out and I'm like, of course there's a, I looked down at the little pile that I had pulled and there was the penny of Abe Lincoln and Wendy and I were talking about Abe Lincoln a couple of weeks ago. And then I love that it says in God, we trust and Liberty. And anyways, the year was 2014. And what I thought was, I, I thought about that. I was like, what's so significant about the year 2014. And it was, we moved to Denver in 2013. And I always said, Denver, I moved from Michigan to Denver. And this is, we came out here and didn't really know anyone had young children and gosh, I look, I'm like thinking about Jeff and I's relationship too, and how different we were and didn't really go, you know, like we went, we thought we went deep, but you know, now like our relationship is so much richer and deeper and there's so much juicy intimacy and through all of this really difficult time, we've cultivated so much beauty, which there's beauty in the pain, right? Yeah. And there's, yeah. Anyways, the 2014, so we lived in Denver. And I had my rock bottom, one of my rock bottoms in 2014. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started this work. I started receiving Reiki. I started going to acupuncture. I started this journey of really deep diving into something that just called me. Like Denver to me was kind of like a healing space where I literally like cracked open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I was open to all of these different, I guess, facets of healing that I, I wouldn't have been otherwise started using, you know, essential oils and going to therapy and all these different things. And I thought, wow, like to think back to 2014. And I mean, we're all, I look back at things I wrote in 2014. I was like, who was that? She's so wise, you know, 
I didn't realize how kind of back to the wise piece, how wise we are, but Mm -hmm. that was the year that I feel like to me, really, I started unpacking this big picture, you know? So I don't know where you were, but yeah. So much. (laughs) You really, really good pieces just came through as you were talking about that one. I also sort of would say I you can't ever really say that's where I started my journey no I think we've been no, we started our whole life. but you know there's pivotal yep. moments right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 2013 was when True. my dad passed away mm-hmm. and when I started Wendy Town Farms mm-hmm. and so this okay. was the beginning of me becoming more aware of certain things like where my food came from and how to treat the earth and um I just got really into the earth piece and the food piece Mm -hmm. then, Mm -hmm. which um, guided me along the rest of the way to where I am now. But what came through to me as you were saying, man, I can't believe how wise I was then. Like I look back at stuff I wrote. It gives you this sense that you can trust where everyone is at because ultimately our souls are always guiding us Mm -hmm. whether we're conscious of it or not and granted the less conscious we are of the effects of our decisions probably the more painful life will be Mm -hmm. but um there's just something there was this like weight there was I got this like kind of amazing heartfelt feeling when you said that and I just I had this realization like we're always being guided always like whether we are conscious of it or not and that's such a beautiful thing yeah because I didn't really know then that I was being so guided you know looking back I was like wow I really was following my intuition I was listening I was questioning and 2011 was when my daughter was um, our daughter was born and I too went back to the earth and was like, okay, I want to like know where my food's coming from. I want to know my farmers. I want to, that was when I started healing with food, you yeah. know, and becoming very aware of like ancestral cooking and like just paying respect to that too. Like, wow, this is, this is a whole new level. So again, following that was all happening for us. Right. Even though I was, you know, pretty, um, my body felt like (laughs) it wasn't in a great space. And that's why I I leaned on food was I felt like after birth, you know, my body just needed so much nourishment that I was like, well, I don't really know how to nourish myself. I thought I did. Mm -hmm. And I started diving into that and it's all, all of that led. I mean, they're all stepping stones leading us to to where we are today. <laughs> and it's like, you, you, you really just can't judge the things that happen either because all mm. paths lead to the same place. It's like, yeah. it's like you say you, uh, made different food choices. Eventually the pain teacher is going to come in, right? And <laughs> the pain teacher <laughs> redirect you, <laughs> you know, like, that's, it's true. It's like, yeah, I like, you'll learn somehow. Exactly. And so yeah. 
that was just really, that was such a, that's such a nice realization for me to come to myself because with all the Capricorn in my chart and all my, I have a lot of awareness of others. I worry about other, I used to worry about other people and what, how their path was going and all of that. And again, there, there comes in that codependency piece again, too. I had to look up what codependency was because I feel I kind of felt like I understood it, but I was like, I really just need to see like a definition of it. And the word that popped out of it, there were were a few, but the biggest one was overly self-sacrificing. And Mm. um, uh, some other ones were just like, you know, trying to fix other people, you know, like it's, um, again, it comes back to just like, okay, what's going on here? And, and it made me think like, okay, there's nothing wrong with, with helping other people, serving other people, but it's a problem when you're not spilling over. Yeah. So it's like, are you filling your own cup and then spilling over or are you depleted and giving to, from an empty cup and getting your filling from other people's weird you know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah, I do like, know that's, exactly what you mean. That's like yeah. how you're filling your cup, but that's huh? never going to fill your cup. Only, no. only you can fill your cup yourself. So, um, but that's then when you do that, that's when you can spill over and, and you have this, like, you know, you're in a good place to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I'm going to add to that. I think one way that I know that for myself is if I have resentment, after I've given to someone, that means that I gave from an empty cup. Like I now have clues yeah. because I feel like this is a very common thing oh, yeah. for both men and women. But I do think it is more of a female thing of what we were taught. You know, I heard a lot like you're selfish. If how do you have time to go for a run? How do you have time to have an hour to yourself? You know, you should be doing X, Y, Z. And so I remember getting those clues it was about 2018, 2019, where I spent a lot of time by myself. And I just started saying no to spending time with people because I realized that I was feeling them more than I was feeling myself. Like when I was learning about, you know, empath and taking on other people's emotions and how that was, that was my role as a child was, Oh, I'll process, I'll make it. I fixed everything. I was, you know, the person that would I guess, kind of feel people's, I'd make it all better, you know? And so I think that was one clue for me. Um, And then going through, um, you know, what I just went through, having to look at like, also kind of really allowing other people to like communicate what fills their cup, because what fills each of our cups are very different. And so like for Jeff, he needs a lot of quiet time and he needs, you know, what he needed was actually very similar to me. Like when we kind of talked about, I was like, oh, I need that too. And so once you come into relationship where you're filling your own cup, whether it's your partner, your dearest friend, you know, siblings, parents, any relationship, right? Um, I feel like everything just works better. Even with my kids, like they can tell, you know, when I'm like, now I can say in a very kind way, I need some quiet time right now. Like, I love you. 
I need some quiet time and I'll be available in about an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, But I couldn't do that before because that was like, oh, that was selfish. And my, you know, I needed to be there. But I think, yeah, that's a really important. And a part of what you were just talking about is something I've also been working on, which is just becoming comfortable with communicating my needs. Yes. Huge. Right. Yeah. Because I literally sometimes am terrified to do that. Isn't that wild? Well, (laughs) it isn't wild. No, I understand because not only communicating them, but what are your needs? Like even knowing what you're like for a while, I, I didn't even know. I couldn't even identify my needs because I was so conditioned to take care of others that I didn't have need. Like, what do you mean I have needs? Right. Yeah. So like communicating them, I was like, wait, no, now, how do I, now I have a need. How do I, like, what, what do I do? (laughs) Right. But then it's so, if it's so empowering when you start to figure it out and when you start to get clear on it and then communicate it. And then it's like, wow, a whole lot of anxiety just went away. (laughs) And a lot of energy just to you, right? Because you're not like spending all of that time worrying about, and most of the time someone's like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Like, yeah, we worry about it, but we're afraid of rejection too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Susan, yeah. It's like we're worried that if we communicate it, somebody won't like us anymore or something. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of lessons in self love, a lot. Oh, and compassion. Been learning <laughs> together. <laughs> I know. It's like, and yeah, for me, I'm like, I want to be a good example for my children. Like, that's always, I mean, they've seen kind of a lot go down in the last eight months. I'm like, gosh, I hope they can see what it looks like to make mistakes, you know, show up again, uh, you know, really, truly ask for forgiveness or have the card conversation, open that door. Um, Like that's so important to me. It's so important that my children can come to me and, and talk to me. And I'm learning how to be a safer space for others too, because I'm very good at being a safe space, but I'm also learning where I can do better. Like, and maybe it's the fixing, like there's parts of like, where you don't have to fix, you can say, how do you want me to support you? You know, are you wanting, you know, someone to give you um, some ideas or you really just wanting someone to listen? So I feel again, it comes back to, I've learned so much about communication, listening and the one who's learning how to, I mean, my North node is in Libra third house. Right. So I feel like I've gotten a nice, I've, I've started to kind of, you know, teeter totter into that North node space Mm. Um, for me and learning the relationship piece was like, was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I, can I come back to my first question now? Yes. question was so now that we've kind of been through this review yes how are you feeling now right I'm like wait what do you mean okay let me think about that I'm gonna not think I'm gonna feel into that how am I feeling now yeah 
there's like the first word I just keep seeing like coming in is peace. Mm. Like I feel, um, that gives me goosebumps. I, I just kept seeing a word and it was floating down and it was like peace. And so peace is, is one thing I feel I'm still working on the confident piece um, and just having confidence in myself and coming back to just the compassion. Like I, okay, how do I feel now? I have more compassion, more understanding. And I'd say I've learned to surrender. Like a really, really big thing for me was surrendering and like having to consciously surrender and so how do I feel now I feel like I can trust like trust the process that I mean it's that cheesy saying of like the universe has your back but I look back and I never would have thought I'd be able to get to where I am right now like in the middle of it in that messy middle there's no way I would have seen me pop out on the other side You know, like I really didn't know that there was ever, you know, a completion, if you will, or I started to kind of get this feeling because I worked with Kali and I knew I was done working with her. And so that was like that ending in the beginnings. And I was so scared to work with her. Yeah. She terrified me. But then I got this deck by Alana Fairchild. Is it Alana? Yeah. Right. Okay. And it was the most loving, beautiful mothering deck ever. If anyone is interested in working with some big transformation and I knew I was done with the deck. I remember being like, I think I'm done. And I I think the next one I ordered was like white light Oracle. (laughs) I (laughs) I remember being like, I'm, I think I went through that threshold. Like, And so I guess it gives me a sense of peace. It gives me a sense, a huge sense of gratitude. Um, And and just this overall feeling of trust, even though there are so many moments and times where I'm still in it, right? Like it doesn't go away, but I think I have access to those things within myself. Whereas before I would look for things outside of myself and be like, oh, if I don't have that, then I can't have access to, you know, this, the peace, the trust, the surrender, you know, and I, I truly know what surrender feels like now to, to literally surrender all of it. Mm -hmm. And then literally the shock of what happened when I surrendered, like how held mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. that there was a couple times where it's like, holy, like I literally feel like wholeness and holy as in H O L Y and holy as in W H O L L Y. There was like a wholeness that came. And then, then there was a holiness that came like a trust. I mean, I called on, I called on so many people and when I mean people, I'd be like, mother Mary, can you help me in this moment? <laughs> like somebody help me. <laughs> like I would be in this, I'd be in the shit, like so much shit in that moment. And I would just calm myself and say, can you, can you help me please? You know, like, and there were so many times where I had to laugh. Like I don't be, you know, like moving an aquamarine in my hand or just like, okay, 
but so much surrender and support and trust. And like, I could literally, but I, I think what I told you, one of the biggest things that happened, this is kind of it in a nutshell, was if we put a spectrum of fear and love, right? Mm-hmm. I found myself, if I was, if I'm super honest, I was more on the fear side of the spectrum. Yeah. I'm going to say that, yeah, fear is on the left and, and love was on the right if we take a rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was on the fear. I was like, maybe I would say 60, 40 fear, love. And what this whole experience has taught me or what I came into last last month when you and I kind of were having, we've had so many epiphanies. It's been kind of, I feel like it's, yeah. we could write, a, we could write a whole uh, series of books. Um, was I, I passed over into this fear of love and I understood what it felt like in my entire being to be in love versus fear. And so my, I think it goes back to that body connection too, of like learning what those things felt like in my body. Yeah. I feel safe in my body. I mean, there were moments and many times where I didn't, and I just thought, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? But I always did. I always, oh, big breath. Like I always did. And so when I saw that meter, you know, I'm, I guess I say rainbow, but it was like this meter and the meter crossed over. Right. Yeah. And, um, I was like, like, it's like a hallelujah moment where the meter flipped over. And I thought, I now know what that feels like. I I don't think I wouldn't, I would have, if I didn't go through Mm. what I'd been through. So yeah. 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 The tag on my T that I made before this says, Uh It's is totally cliche, but it says without the darkness, you would never know the light. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's the darkest so freaking moments in our lives that help us to see each potential. Yeah. Like you could, you can't see the full potential of the light until you see the full potential of your darkness. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you were, I just want to say that when you was a really pivotal, you were someone that really, I don't want to, I guess I will use the word challenge. Like you were like, okay, Carrie, how can you see this as an opportunity? Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many times you would say, okay, what is this teaching you? Mm-hmm. What opportunity is, you know, and it helped me reframe so many times to be like, okay, I'm going to see this as an opportunity and what am I learning? I remember just constantly coming back to that. So I just wanted to add like just a gratitude to you. And thank you. Cause I yeah. think that our like communication during all of this challenged me in a way it challenged my confidence in a way, because, mm-hmm. um, I feel like one of my greatest challenges as a strong Capricorn energy is to stay compassionate. So sometimes I would worry, I'm like, I hope I'm not being too tough, but I also feel like that's kind of what you're asking for. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt kind of like you were asking for that, like, okay, somebody's got to give you a foundation and like, (laughs) like, I felt kind of like you were like, get in here, daddy. (laughs) I was like, yes, you were my, you were definitely that Saturn, that Saturn figure. I was like, okay, father, you know. 
Father Saturn, come on in. <laughs> totally. And, um, and I think you kept me out of victim space because I could fall prey of, oh, I'm a victim, you know, and you're like, okay, Carrie, what are you learning? You'd ground me back into what are you learning? What are the opportunities? And yeah, I did ask for it. Absolutely. Cause I told you, I mean, I came into this mission very serious. Like I knew when I knew what was happening, I was like, I'm taking this very seriously. Yeah. And I was committed, like wholeheartedly committed, <laughs> even it's, though I wanted to run so many times. I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I just realized too, there's a really funny correlation between our energies because I have like this Capricorn stellium and you have a cancer stellium. So we're the opposite. And so we gave each other that gift of finding the middle, right? Like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way before. I see the Capricorn and the cancer. I see where your Capricorn is in my cancer stellium. Wow. That's, that's like that warm blanket. Yeah. For the cancer, but the father kind of workhorse grit. mountain. <laughs> mountain. How many times did we talk about grit? And I was like, gosh, darn it. Am I really? I'm really having to get gritty, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I just go into a shell? Like, do I really have to deal with this? And you're like, yep. Yep. And, and also, and like, with love. yeah, you did it with love. Totally. And you would yeah. like be really hard on yourself too. And I would just yeah, try to remind you, like, have compassion for yourself. You're going through some hard things. It's okay to not be perfect. Like we have right. emotions. <laughs> There's my Virgo. I was like, oh, I have yeah. to do it perfectly. And oh my gosh, was it not? It was, it was such a great place of letting that guard down of having to be perfect and really just being like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I would be so forthcoming and honest about the things that I did that you know, weren't perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, I did this. I said this, oops, you know, and I owned it. Like I owned it. I took response. I think What's big one was personal responsibility. Like, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. But it's funny too, because you would share some things with me and I'm like, that's not really that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh guess it was. You're not that badass. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh gosh okay <laughs> I love that thank you for that that Capricorn uh cancer combo that was good yeah yeah, yeah. I just realized because it's it's just cool that's all we're trying to do I feel like is find the balance yeah I was just and, gonna say because we have a lot of like the Aries and the Libra too yeah especially with that Aries in the season we're in right now, that Aries full moon. And then how many people that I have in my life that are Aries, um, risings who are sitting, literally they sit on my South node. You guys sit on my South node Mm -hmm. and my MC line. So you're shining a light on like my, I I feel like I can be this like warrior woman. Sometimes it's like, I got everything. I can do it all by myself. I don't need anyone's help. And then, you know, you guys are like, um, it's, it's that sisterhood wound again, where it's like, it's okay to be seen and I'll hold you. But then that MC, like, what's my work? I mean, I am that wounded healer. Like I am here to like share my story and be super authentic and say, 
I'm not that perfect person that I maybe portrayed or wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I have a Taurus mother. So when we were all talking about the Taurus thing, I was laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was putting that together the other day, but I feel like there was so much pressure to be perfect. And there's, I found so much freedom in this process of like not having to be perfect, not having to have it all figured out and just being committed to the process is enough. Like this is good enough, you know? And yeah, that was like another really great thing that, that I guess you brought up dissolving, like at the beginning, like this dissolving and that I feel like was something that really dissolved for me. Like, I don't, I'm here to, to show, you know, the wounded pieces, how I'm healing and then how I can, you know, be a light for other people to do the same because there's freedom and, you know, beauty in all of it. So yeah. yeah, that Chiron, Chiron, the wounded healer. It's like when we heal our own wounds and it, you know, Chiron is, he's supposed to be this wound that may never be fully healed. I know a lot yeah. of people hate the word healed, but I mean, it's, it's a word we use. So yeah. it's this, it's a very deep, deep wound, but there's a reason for it. There's a purpose for it. And we, it's our challenge for us to grow. And so what we learn through healing that wound, going through that experience, when we do that, Chiron becomes our key. It becomes our gift to share and it's our key to higher realms. And so Chiron kind of is the initiation and the way that I think about him a lot too, is that he will often show you your greatest fear. Mm. And um, so like we talked about earlier for you, that would be like loss or abandonment. And for me, and maybe being seen too with it in your 10th house. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's uh, Gemini in my second house. So I am afraid of expressing my values. Um, and every step that I took towards doing that, like starting a podcast, um, (laughs) every step of facing my fear was the way that I healed that wound. And so I think it's just like, when we decide to face stuff head on instead of running, Mm -hmm. that's when it happens. And then we can show people that this process is not, it doesn't have to be scary. It is scary. It is scary. I won't deny that. Like that's what we're overcoming though. And that you're safe to feel that fear, you know? Um, it's like, it's all completely valid. (laughs) Well, initiations, you know, I mean, I want to say like what's coming to mind is like, it's not for the faint of the heart, you know, but yes, it, I don't even know if, yes, I, I faced a lot of fear. Like you just said, like I literally had to face my deepest fear. I saw, you know, so many lifetimes of where I was that widow or, um, it was the widow. Like I kept seeing myself as a, as a widow and 
Yeah, it was a complete, what was ironic is this was a complete death and rebirth experience for myself. Like I'm the one that literally died in a, in a spiritual, you know, in a spiritual way. And I came back and I'm like, I don't, I do recognize this person, but I've changed so much and I've learned so much that it's like walking through the fire, you know, like it's that Phoenix, like you're walking through the fire and like, would you ask to walk through the fire? I mean, I didn't ask, I didn't say like, take me through the fire. No. Um, you're but looking so back. I, you're so I like, I'm just going to say, looking back, I kind of, I did, yeah. but I didn't know to the extent as to what my experience was going to be. But, and I, I had to keep, I go back to surrender because Yes, I faced my fear. I showed up every day. I did my best. You know, I learned a ton, leaned on, you know, met new people, leaned on people that I never, it's like, you just learn like, so I feel like I just, you and I, I mean, we've gone through these crazy thresholds and you get, you're just like, we're all being, it's like an accelerated path right now. I mean, not for, you know, for a lot. Of people for a lot of us right now I mean and I look at it as I guess coming back to I don't know if I really said it out loud but like a gift you know mm-hmm. so. and some people some people may not go through it this way either you know True. and still True. and still can um be of service in the same ways but for whatever reason our souls chose to go through that and um I kind of feel like I feel like I've done it before in other Mm -hmm. lives. And that's, I think that I chose things in this life because I knew I could do it. I don't think that our soul ever chooses anything that we can't make it through. Yeah. And um, you just need people who can encourage you that you're, you have the strength to get through anything, you know? And I, I'd had that for myself. I just, I was like blazing with it. Like when I just, when I lost my mom, I was just like, I had this realization that there was a light within me that nobody could take away. Wow. Whoa. That gives me, that gives me goosebumps. I always said to Wendy, I'm just amazed at her strength. You guys like I wrote down at the beginning of this, like, can we just take a second to honor Wendy? (laughs) Because you are, you are a force to like, I just, I remember when she, we told me the story about your mom and losing both your parents. I mean, you're, you're young, you know, and you've lost both of your parents. And I always would say to you, like, that's my biggest, like, that's another one of my biggest fears. And like, it happened to you. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's no coincidence that Wendy and I have been brought together, you know, but I just, I just want to honor you. Like you are such a light, like, I don't mean to be cheesy or anything, but like from the day I met you, like you, like just facing your fears and like, even, you know, I didn't mention it when we started, but like, I got, I felt like my throat was closing down and like, I was afraid to do this podcast, but Wendy was like, well, let's just do it. Let's just start. And we'll just hit record and we'll see what happens. And I mean, it was my fears being like, oh, it's not safe. 
you don't even know how to talk. Like you get so nervous to say anything, <laughs> like you're going to say something wrong or, you know, I was like already trying to like, what am I going to say? You know, am I going to say the wrong thing? And Wendy was like, you know what, let's just start. Let's just do it. Let's just, it was like a show up, like, let's just show up. Yeah. And so I think, I don't know, I'm an amazing, like I look, I can look back from a year ago and I'm just amazed at what Wendy has created between your, your mystery school and your farm and the support you've offered to so many, you know, so many people. And she also is a reflection. She reminds me so much of Jeff, my, my partner, my husband, and it helped me a lot because it gave me more compassion for Jeff too. When I was like, I love this, this person, Wendy, and my friend is the most amazing person I know. Oh, you know, one of, yeah, one of the most amazing people I know, and she's such a gift. And then she also has so many similarities that scare me in Jeff because he's so expansive and he's so like, like you, like this big light, this big energy. And there's just, um, it almost is intimidating where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, oh, he's going to, I'm going to, I never feared I was going to lose Wendy because I knew that that wasn't a fear of mine. Like, oh, like she's amazing. Keep going, Wendy. But like, I was so afraid of losing my husband because he was expanding. And he said to me, he's like, Carrie, we can expand together. And so being with, I mean, you do, you have this amazing expansive energy, both. Yeah. Like the Sagittarius stuff. And anyways, we could go into the chart similarities, but it really helped me honor and respect Jeff for his brilliance and be like, wow, I see it helped me be less scared. Do you know, does that make sense? It helped me accept more Mm -hmm. of him because I accepted that in you so easily, but it, it challenged me. Yeah. It challenged, it challenged my security. It challenged my, um, my stability. Right. Whereas like you gave me like where I feel like, you know, you were a stable, stable. Cause I was like, Oh, she's not going anywhere. She can grow as much as she wants. She can expand and like, I'll, she'll always be there. But when Jeff started to do that, I was just like, "Uh Oh, like he's so going to outgrow me, you know? And he's like, I'm not leaving you. Like, you don't understand, like you're ex- like you and I are just, we're just like expanding together. So anyways, talk I know about I like Chiron and Taurus, like <laughs> change. No, you were just like, I don't, you're changing. I'm going to have to change too. I don't want to change. Like that's right? like, what we all fear, right? We all kind yeah. of don't fear. Change. change. And his, his Chiron is an Aries. So his wound is of self and not his deepest fear is like not getting to be who he is. And so he's uncovering who he is and it challenged, it challenged me. And so I can, I can, I can wholeheartedly say now like we have a whole new level of understanding and respect and knowledge of each other yeah. um, that was not that that wasn't there before. So I don't know. I it, the tangent was I wanted to just come back to you and just Aww. honor your your journey because I don't know how much. I mean, I know you give yourself credit and you celebrate yourself, but like I just remember when when I heard your story, it 
it really impacted me. And I was like, wow, kind of back to the card going forward. Yeah. Like this gets me teary eyed because, and like so emotional because you, you kept going and like your light got brighter. And I was like, wow, how did she do that? Like, I think I would just crumble and go sit in a corner <laughs> and never talk to another soul again. Like I'm done. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I wouldn't even let my son watch Nemo, the beginning of Nemo, because he lost his mom. You know, I was like, oh, you're not going to see that scene. Like yeah. that doesn't exist. You know, that's how afraid I was yeah. of, of any of it. So just, I've just been amazed at your tenacity and strength and grit. Thank you. And it's like, yeah. that's just a part of life. Right. And it's like, yeah. that is what will sometimes not accepting parts of life is what puts us in resistance, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, there was, there's one thing I keep wanting to go back to that. You said that you were talking about how you just feel like, um, you can just trust you learned a new way to, of surrender and trust. Mm -hmm. And I feel that so much as well. And what I saw, like you said, it was like walking through the fire. And what comes up to me is when I, when I asked you, how do you feel now? And I'm reflecting on how I feel now. Mm -hmm. I feel this weightlessness mm. because all of those things, all of those fears, like you just talked about that we, we face they dissolve when we face them. It's like, yeah. that's, that's where Burned away. Yeah. light wins, right? It all uh, yeah. is, is yeah. bringing awareness to something. And so when we're, when our awareness is brought to something that can be so dark in our lives or so scary, um, we don't have to fear it anymore because we've already seen it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, after that, you, you see that the universe held you, you see that even through what you think could be the worst thing, who know who else knows what we're going to go through. Right, but right. Now I feel I can move forward feeling held. Mm -hmm. And what I think is kind of amazing about that as well. And what you were saying about the love and the fear, I also feel there's so much less fear in my meter. I'm not going to claim that I've completely gotten rid of fear. Fear is natural too, mm -hmm. but it's like, how much are you in it? You know, how much throughout your day are you in love and presence versus fear of the, the present or ru ruminating on the past? You know, it's like being present and is trusting, mm -hmm. right? Like it's trusting yeah. you're safe, you're held and I'm free to experience all of my moments. Like I'm free to, I'm, I can trust my body to hold me in presence and just experience my life and know whatever comes up is happening for me. And, and in turn, I kind of have to say, I feel like you start to lean into magic Mm. that way because I really feel that our thoughts our feelings and our actions are part of what creates this reality and I think that's why the collective is going through 
so much stuff right now to dissolve. So many fears need to be dissolved so that we can create from a place of love rather than from a place of fear. Because when we're in fear, our mind is focused on what we don't want. So I'm sorry, that went way off. I just like- Oh, I think so. You didn't do it. So bad. And I want to say- thank you so much for honoring me. And like, I honor the light in you. I Mm -hmm. honor the light in everyone. Like everybody's on a different journey. And I used to think what's, what I've been through is so bad. And like the thing, what it comes down to is that whatever someone's greatest fear is that they have to face, it's the same. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't even matter what it is is. Mm -mm, it's mm -mm. just you had to face it yeah yeah I two words I I will the magic piece but the compassion too like what you just said I think for me has given me so much compassion for other people and Mm -hmm. I think I mean I I feel like I was really you know I'm here to like embody like unconditional love like so many of us unconditional love and compassion and this experience taught me that but you know even in the hardest of times or when I was so upset with certain people I could still come back to holding compassion and holding love for them you know even in the hardest moments I was like well this person is still you know a child of God or they're still here you know with a purpose and they're teaching me something, you know, and we're all connected. The other word I kept hearing when you were talking was we're all connected, like, you know, different experiences come in our lives to teach us different things, but we're all connected and we're all coming back to that card, walking each other home. And I don't know, I I look around with different eyes. I think we talked about that at, you know, last month, is my vision has changed and my eyes have changed and it's not always perfect, right? I'm not, oh, I'm going to have moments where I fall back into old patterns or I don't see with my new eyes, right? But I feel like my eyes, I can just look around. It's almost like back to that childlike wonder where I can hold this innocence and love that I had as a child for people because I wasn't, I didn't have all of these pains and hurts and and all of the things I can look around and just be like wow like we really are just we we, it's like I remember when Brene Brown I heard her say we're all just doing the best we can yeah and I really can like sit back and be like wow like we really are amazing and like we're all doing the best we can and we're doing a damn good job like you know like there's some there's some big big stuff you know big big shit we've traversed, excuse my language where, you know, but, um, I just, yeah, compassion. I have so much more compassion for myself and I have to keep reminding myself like, okay, have compassion for yourself, but the more compassion I can offer myself and not having to be perfect. And, you know, oh, I messed, I made a mistake. I didn't follow my intuition on something, or I didn't listen to myself and I did something different. I'll know right away, like, oh, I didn't follow that. I made a different choice, but that doesn't mean you can't 
do something about it. Like I would have a conversation or send someone a note or, you know, it, it comes back to like that fear piece of like, oh, well, now that person's going to not like me, or now I'm just, a, you know, I'm just messed up and I'm always going to be messed up. And, you know, we kind of think that that shadowy piece of ourselves, but it's just taught me like the more compassion and love I can have for myself. It truly is. It does flow out and it does. You do offer that. Yeah. To other people. And I, I didn't offer that. I didn't have that for myself. I realized in this process, like, whoa, I was so hard on myself. So uh, yeah, when you said a lightness, there's, it's freeing, you know, to just, to see us all as one and all lights, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, I think that as each of us traverses as we cross these thresholds, I think we're helping each other so much more than we can even know. Mm. By helping ourselves, we're helping each other so much. And a lot of people, culture will tell you it's the opposite. Mm, Our culture often tells you it's all about the philanthropy and all this stuff. Yeah. Once you can spill over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I know that when you feel that resentment, cause you're like, oh my gosh, I really needed to sleep or I really needed to take care of myself. Or I really needed, you know, to do whatever I've learned that. Yeah, definitely. The more I give to myself and the more I fill my cup, I mean, it, it doesn't it not feel so good to spill over and give without wanting to get anything back. Yeah. That's yeah. the feeling too, right? Yes. Like, that's a really good one I I recently just encountered my struggle with that as well like I was feeling a lot of bitterness around the farm Mm. just Mm. not feeling rewarded for what I'm doing and I but I realized that it was a call for change and my soul is like you're onto something else now it's time for this to transform and I I had a hard time um sort of letting go of my old idea of what the farm was. And now that I've, I finally kind of let go of what it was and I'm starting to think about what it is going to become, it feels amazing. And I mean, going back to like the fulfilling our own needs, like for me, even just waking up in the morning and, um, doing some yoga and, or maybe even just meditating, Like I've recently been getting back into that routine because I know that when I start my day that way, my whole day is so much different than if I don't. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's also like Steve, our friend Stevie says, instead of saying discipline, can we call it devotion? Oh, can we, can we right. Her treadmill, she calls devotion. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love that word. Thank you for bringing yes. up the word devotion. Yes. Right? That's a biggie. So I can we offer ourselves, can we be devoted to ourselves, even if it's just five minutes, 10 yeah. minutes, if you're doing something and you're getting kind of like tired, can you like go do something else for five minutes. It's so crazy. Like there's so many small opportunities that are available to us throughout our days that we don't give to ourselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about the cup again, right? And like, yeah. who knew that, like, who who would think that five minutes would fill an entire cup so that you could overfill? Like you would think, oh, it has to be hours. It has to be, yeah. you know, this intense thing. And it's not, it's not at all. It's these little tiny I think there's like a company called tiny devotions and it's these little, it's the little by little. I always say little by little by little becomes a lot. And um, it's the, it's the little moments of devotion. Like, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Like, even if I just give myself five minutes, if I'm, you know, I have too many people around or I feel scattered or overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, I just need five minutes, (laughs) you know, to just sit usually just like in silence or, you know, just sit and just be with myself. Um, that was another theme through the last eight months was like staying with myself. Mm. And I guess, you know, back into the, you know, the staying devoted to one's self. Right. And yeah. it, does, it, it immediately shifts it, like you said. And even if you can't start your day like that, once you see, oh, this is what's happening, then you can easily, you know, make that, make that shift and say, oh yeah, I need, I need to fill my cup. And we now talk about that. I mean, it's a good thing to talk about kids with too, now that I'm talking about, because Jeff and I now will, will have those conversations, like kind of where's your cup, you yeah. know, type of thing, or like, what do you need? And now we just have, we just have a better idea of what each other needs. Yeah. So we can give each other that and, and respect that space. And so I don't know. It all comes back to communication too and allowing yourself to ask for, for what you need. Yeah. The you cup know? receiving. The cup. I love it. The chalice. The we cup. have found the chalice. We've found <laughs> the holy grail within that we are ready to spill over from. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Me yeah. too. Did we cover? Did we I feel like we we covered everything. I think so too. Thanks yeah. so much for, for being you. Oh, this is, I feel like I'm going to say, thank you for being a friend. Yes. Thank you so much for being you. Down, down.